Today I want to discuss a little bit about Halloween. I know this debate comes up every year and some people are sick of hearing about it, but the debate continues to rage whether this is uh, celebrating the demonic or whether it's just a bit of innocent fun. I just want to add my two cents in because I think we actually do need to discuss it just a little bit, so that'll be the main topic. I also want to do a bit of an update. Yesterday's episode I covered fact, which is the fight against conspiracy theory or theories group. And I just want to do a bit of an update about that because I found an amazing video. It's another member of this grassroots organization. As I mentioned yesterday, that's quite a mysterious organization. I could only find one name associated with it. Well, I've got another one here and it's a disturbing video, a bit of an insight. And it's crucial to what's coming because in tomorrow's episode, I want to discuss, I know I've been banging on about this for a long time too, but hate speech laws and that the media, the government funded mainstream media, has been seeding it in articles for months. And I've been saying they are gearing up to go at this again. And today we have we had uh, an announcement from Ardern that that is exactly what they are going to do. So 18 months ago, they tried to get this passed in. They couldn't. There was massive public backlash because they couldn't even describe what hate speech was. You can't describe what hate speech was. It's not a thing. You can be hateful. Anyway, I'll go into that. I'll go into that tomorrow. But then they couldn't even describe how this these laws and the system would work. So it was... It was put to the back burner, but they are going at it again as expected, as predicted. So I'll discuss that more in length tomorrow and what the announcement is and what we can do to push back on it again. But today we will look at this video of a a fact member because it relates directly to these hate speech uh, laws that they want to push. So before all that, of course, hello, welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy and conversation. Please remember to subscribe, like, share and comment and any other good thing that you can think of. Maybe you send me a gift. I don't know. I don't know what that gift would be. Maybe you're just sending me good wishes or, you know, some US dollars because that's that's running rampant at the moment and destroying, seemingly on the way to destroying currencies all around the world maybe don't send me us dollars a bit of gold it'd be that'd be fine it's uh you know in fact forget subscribing just send me the gold actually bit of gold uh, i've always fancied myself as that sort of scrooge mcduck style character you know diving in to his gold and and precious metal hoard uh, a bit like smaug actually isn't it just lounging around a bunch in a bunch of riches diving in actually wouldn't that duck diving into precious metal just die that's solid metal it's he just dives into it like it's like it's like it's water doesn't make any sense anyway let's go into today's topic so we're going to look at this video from fact if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode uh, it might be good to go listen to yesterday's episode after listening to this one so you can get a bit more details about who fact are but fact aotearoha uh, the fighting against conspiracy theories group. So let's just play this video. This video came out seven months ago. So it's in March 2022, just after the protest at Parliament ended. And it's on One News with Mr. John Campbell. So we'll just play a bit of this and, and discuss, shall we? Here we go. On Wednesday, the so-called anti-mandate protest of Parliament came to its furious and tumultuous end. And fa- just going to immediately stop it there. 
the so-called anti-mandate protest. What else was it, John? The so-called and the <laughs> the furious end. It's amazing, amazing the words that they use just to get to to paint a picture in people's minds. It's incredible. Once you see propaganda and and propagandists and how, how they write and, and frame things, and it's, it's just, you can't unsee it. Anyway, here we go. Let's continue this. Didn't mean to stop it on the first five seconds, but here we go. Aotearoa fight against conspiracy theories. Facts says misinformation was a major contributor to why some protesters were there, why some of them were so very angry, and why some of them are still intent on protest action. Now, a factor calling for those responsible to take responsibility. Remember, there have been calls for arrests, trials, even executions. And much of the justification that appears to have come from sources and individuals for whom so-called facts appear to have been created almost as if to weaponise rage. Now that the occupation... So the drama ramped right up already, hasn't it? The the so-called facts and and the weaponised rage... But, you know, I've said this many times. Anybody pushing political violence is an idiot. It's just stupid. Absolutely stupid. If you're going to talk about executions, you're an idiot. You're never going to get anywhere in that way. And political violence is a big red flag if someone's pushing that. If, you're, if you've got people messaging you about political violence, maybe you should take a step back and, and think about, one, who that person is, and, and two, what, <laughs> what they're trying to get you to do. Because it, it leads nowhere good. Anyway, continuing. Fact, Al Tauroa, Stephen Judd, to discuss how much misinformation and conspiracy theories were a part of what led us to this protest and its anger. Stephen, welcome. Welcome to Breakfast. It's lovely. Hi. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, no, really nice to have you here. Yeah. You really give a damn about this, don't you? Because... Because the consequences are so serious. I mean, there's the first consequence. If people don't get vaccinated because they're told lies, they might get sick and they might die. And beyond that, uh, the kind of underlying theme of so much of this conspiracy thinking is that government is corrupt, illegitimate, and in fact, our whole society is. And so the only thing you can do about it is direct action that's going to include serious violence. So, uh, <laughs> people that don't get the medicines could get sick and die. I wonder if he's changed his mind. Th- these sorts of groups have gone awfully quiet and aren't actually mentioning the coming out of uh, the US, the insurance companies showing a spike in deaths between the 18 and 49 range and the weird amount of sudden and unknown deaths being reported especially when you type that into search engines. And and he's... <laughs> how... What were the conspiracy theories that were being pushed around the jab? I don't understand where... This is... Like, I do feel a little bit for this guy because you just look at him, he's, he's desperate. He thinks he's doing the right thing. He really does. And those people, to me, are the most dangerous. They think that they are doing the right thing. So they are absolutely manic about it and they'll push and push and push. And they're actually the ones that are blinded. Not saying that people that are more conspiratorial, so to speak, just for lack of a better word, can't be blinded by things either. But there are many of us out there that look at the nuance and weigh things up and and question and don't blindly follow. This is not somebody who's who's questioning. For to push 
said this many times, you've heard this over and over again from many commentators, and to, to push experimental medication, barely tested, if at all, new technology, and to push it on the entire population and think that that was okay, to push it into kids, to put masks that have shown no, no effect in stopping the spread. Pfizer recently admitted, well, the, one of the people from Pfizer in, in the European, was it the European Union? Anyway, somewhere in Europe, said that they hadn't even tested it for transmission, and yet we were lied to. So that's the whole push for why everyone should get it. If everyone gets it, we won't, it, won't transmit, it won't transmit to anybody. That's what we were told. And, and we're also told that you wouldn't get sick. Now we're being gaslit to say, no, that never happened. We never told you any of that. So I just, I do wonder what people like this think and what they would think if they actually got into a discussion with the other side, so to speak, actually engage with the questions and take them seriously. Got to remember also that these, these big pharma companies, no liability. Is that not a big red flag? And to think, that, <laughs> the naivety to think that all governments around the world aren't corrupt in some way, in some form or another, is just, I don't even know what to say about that. Anyway, back to the video. And when people start believing that, okay, so there's the danger of violence and stuff, but also, you know, there's the social bonds, our social fabric, our social cohesion, our ability to have conversations where we have some kind of common understanding about what's going on in the world. If we don't have a common understanding about basic facts, then we can't make compromises, decisions be together as a society the way that you know we would like to be the social cohesion comment there is interesting considering that those who refused were effectively kicked out of society and i've gone on about this a lot of a lot as well so i won't repeat what i've said but that's an incredible thing to say and to say that we can't have conversation we weren't allowed to have conversations anybody that was questioning this was either banned on social media, some people were even arrested, a lot of people lost their jobs. This is a crazy, just the blindness of these, and, and this is on one of New Zealand's big, I think it's a morning show, but it's one of the big shows in New Zealand, and to have this kind of thought process is incredible. I mean, are we allowed to discuss masks? No, everyone must wear a mask, unless you have an exemption. Do you have a real exemption though? And then you get abuse out in the streets. Putting masks on kids was incredibly destructive. Locking kids out of, of schools and having their uh, community and social groups shut down. All of that, incredibly destructive. Are we allowed to have those conversations or just after the fact, not during it eh? because we have to, everyone was raised into a panic and a fear about something that hadn't even hit the country yet. All we would, all that was done was we were pushed Fear. It was just fear, fear, fear. Be afraid of this, be afraid of this, be afraid of this. Oh, and here's the solution. And the first solution was we're locking down and shutting down, which just crippled the economy, particularly small and medium businesses. We weren't allowed to have those discussions, Stephen. So you want to have an open discussion? You wonder why people protested? Maybe all of those things are a reason. Now let's get, let's get back to, to this nonsense. I'm just going to hold this piece of paper. Yeah. This piece of paper is white, right? Right. If someone is screaming at you that it's black and you're fake news and you're lying to them, I don't know what the hell to say. And this is the impasse we're at. Grant Robertson yesterday talked about funding public media. But the fact of the matter is those people won't be watching this interview. They sure as hell won't be listening to Morning Report. So how do we get to them? How? It's a good point, John. Uh, unfortunately, people like me do watch every now and then some of your tripe. And that's an opinion. 
and question it and discuss it. But why do, why aren't people watching you anymore? It's because we're not allowed to have conversations, not allowed to have open debate, are we? There's only one side of the of the political aisle that's allowed to have their opinions on TV, and anybody who who wanders into any kind of slightly right wing stuff or slightly national stuff or slightly Christian stuff. Oh, we can't say Christians now. Oh, those Christians is demonized immediately. We don't hear our thoughts and opinions on mainstream. So people, everyday people, you know, real, just normal human beings, see what you are, see what the mainstream media is, see what the government is. But let's hear Stephen's response to this. Engage with them. I think the first thing you've got to think about is people didn't get here through reasoning their way in. They got here (laughs) because of their pre-existing beliefs and their vulnerability, often emotional vulnerability, that lets the bad guys push their buttons. Right. And so you can't necessarily counter misinformation just directly with new information. It's actually about connecting to people. Do you think he realises that the bad guys may be pushing his buttons and that he can't get out of his way of thinking because that's how he's being manipulated? Fear, don't get the jab, you're going to die. It's just, I mean, the big pharma, governmental, the the, the so-called global elite psyop that we witnessed was incredible and this man is a victim of it in my opinion it's very very sad to watch now could you go to him with facts and logic and would he listen to you or is he getting his facts from the propagandists who knows the line needs that got them there right they they, they they got there through emotional reasons and they're going to leave fire emotional reasons and i read somewhere they got there via emotional reasons and they are going to leave via emotional we got there via emotional reasons i, I what were the emotional reasons that you shut down freaking, or when it, oh, I want to say something else, but I'll say freaking society. You locked us out. You tried to force things into our body and to put things on our faces and to shut us up and to scan and to do all that. Is that emotional? Is that how we got into, is that how people started the, the protest? Because they were emotional about that. Can, can you blame them for being emotional? That is tyranny. There's no other word for it. And the, Saying that we got here because of our pre-existing beliefs, I know a lot of people that have been woken up by all of this over the last two to three years. They didn't have any pre-existing beliefs, but they 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 felt and saw something was wrong, really, really wrong. And I guess watching Ardern and Co up there every day with their Voldemort virus press conferences and just the, I mean, Stalin-esque like propaganda. That the leader has to constantly be in view, the authority. Listen to us, the one source of truth, as you've heard over and over again. But I don't think people, I don't think the majority came in with pre-existing beliefs on any of this, but it's woken a shit ton of people up. And so if there's any blessing out of it, there's that. And now people are starting to question a lot more than just what happened over the last three years. And that is a good thing, despite what groups like Fact Aotearoa and the mainstream media say. And I read somewhere, and it was a wonderful piece of writing, mm-hmm. that wonderful, some of the people in Parliament were 
formally once uplifted by the state, what we now refer to as Oranga Tamariki kids, right? So you could understand why they might not trust any government because their lives have been devastated by the government's mishandling of their childhood. So how do we deal with those people? And what do we do about the bad guys? Oh, yeah, man, this is just like not a short answer and it's a really complicated answer. I think, uh, what do we do about them? Who's the bad guys? You've never defined who the bad guys are. I don't, I don't think they do in this interview at all. Um, the, <laughs> who are the bad guys? Is this podcast part of the, the bad, so to speak? Just questioning, commenting, and, and offering a, some, some laughs, a bit of joy in life? Is this part of <laughs> the bad group? And to also claim that it's the it's the downtrodden and the oppressed that were the ones that were a lot of them were at parliament it was just them they've had terrible lives so can you blame them but the ones that have taken advantage of those people they they are the evil ones the bad guys incredible really and no it's not a simple answer either uh Stephen, <laughs> because there were a wide range of people particularly at that protest Anyway, I'll just fast forward this to near the end because it goes on for a little bit. Um, so, and, and this yeah. is the thing, isn't it? And I need to explain to our audience, if you and I lie now, or if we call somebody something that is manifestly not true and don't give them the right of reply, the fires of hell will rain down on us. We could be sued for defamation. The Broadcasting Centers Authority could actually take this show off air. But if Facebook publishes aberrant nonsense cynical deceitful misleading nonsense there's no consequence often there's no one policing that stuff so how do we go after the publishers well look that's a really good question and in fact it is a good question john uh here's the lowdown (laughs) um these are my words because we're going to discuss this tomorrow hate speech laws they're genius we can shut people down when they offend someone or have dis slash misinformation who decides what the dis and misinformation is i'll probably have some sort of board to decide that and instead of just pointing out that this person's wrong because of blah 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 we'll shut them down we could find them we could arrest them is that a solution john this is me and my thoughts on this john that that could definitely be a thing but we're going to go into this tomorrow this this is why partly why i played this video that again this was pushed uh dramatically after the the uh, protest at parliament like, I'll give a very tiny bit of credit. Facebook have some very loose community standards and some of the biggest operators in the space in New Zealand aren't on Facebook because they can't even meet that incredibly low bar. And when they are using social media, they'll delete critical comments. Um, they'll, they'll basically remove any possibility of reply. Oh, so no criticism. There will be no criticism in the new utopia, people. It is a utopia for a reason. No criticism, everyone agrees. <laughs> it's an amazing place to be. Um, but look, we, we do have we do have mechanisms in New Zealand that um, you know, in terms of like the classification office, for example, uh, that place some limits. And yeah, look, 
it's complicated. It's really complicated. Oh, we're, we're, we're mostly looking at why and how this happens. Yeah, what yeah, to do? Yeah. So, what yeah. to do about it yeah, is, yeah. is a problem that's confounding people everywhere. Otherwise, we would not be in this. Mess. So, so, so there are two. There, there are two groups of people. It seems yeah. to be here. There are the people who are cynical, the bad guys you call yeah. them, who are actually willfully misleading, yeah. and some of whom are full of so much rage that it's almost impossible to understand it. But there's the vulnerable people who are prone to them. Yeah. And how, this is the question, how the hell did they get together? The bad guys targeted the vulnerable guys, did they? Um, it's not even targeting, right? Because if you have a message and it reaches a sufficiently large audience, it'll, the call will be answered by people who are ready to hear it, right? So if you are constantly blasting this stuff out through your, you know, crappy online video channel... Oh, thanks, Stephen. Crappy online video channel. That should be a that could be a name for a new a new account. Even anyone, anyone wants to start a podcast or something or a video channel. Crappy online video channel. Crappy online podcast. Thanks, thanks, Stephen. Uh, apart from you know the what Jacinda Ardern said is that we've engaged in a campaign of sustained propaganda. Words coming out of her mouth. Um, the sustained propaganda is that we're saying they continue to pump out propaganda. Is that the same thing or is that just the official? propaganda and if they lie or get some things wrong sometimes that's okay because the government really does care and they're trying to protect us the naivety here again i do feel sorry for this guy because he is in my opinion it's got to be careful because of these stupid freaking hate speech possible rules coming in um <laughs> this guy uh, and i'm not a doctor but i mean brainwashed brainwashful and i don't blame him but it is sad and yeah it is infuriating to listen to this on the news and you wonder why people are starting to turn it off and not listen anymore um or spamming social media and don't 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 forget that there are organized groups pumping disinformation out elsewhere in the english-speaking world i think some of what we're seeing is spillover from that uh, we, we talk about overseas actors sometimes but you know people people here are just participating in a, in a dialogue that's actually kind of worldwide. Um, I see, I just want to interrupt, and we're, we're almost out of time. Yeah. But I just want to say, this isn't about the legitimacy of debates over mandates and whether the government should have that kind of power. Actually, that's crucial to a democracy. This is about the next level. <laughs> Nuremberg 2.0, pictures of people being This is being about hanged. people who think that the government's poisoning your kids and that that's part of a global conspiracy to bring about who knows what. To, to possibly bring about depopulation you know the Malthusiasts those sorts of people that have, that have said it no that's definitely not a thing <laughs> that the government's trying to put no the government is is a blumbering mess being then if you think the government are the ones that are actually in charge of anything then you're naive as well the government's just the face of a lot of this they are full of look there's very few people that go into politics that come out of it with their integrity it's not a place that i mean anyone that wants to go i can't imagine wanting to go into politics uh, i mean at your local level sure to make a difference but to to want to have power over people uh, uh, it's just it's a different different mindset but to think that the government's poisoning your kids well they won't let us discuss it and that's the point that Anyone that discusses, say, fluoride in the water, why do we need fluoride exactly? And then they'll say, oh, the dentists say it's good for your teeth. Why are we drinking it? Why are we medicated, mass medicated in the water? Is that a conspiracy? Oh, but they say it's fine. Where's the studies on it? 
I mean, is it is it gathering in our bodies over time? Is it causing disease and other problems? Well, are we allowed to discuss that? Or do we just all have to accept fluoride in the water? And then if you're uh, lower economic, I'll put it kindly, that that's the only water you have access to because are you going to be able to afford thousands of dollars for a proper filtration system? No. So again, it's just who who suffers the most, again, in the long run, the lower economic, in the middle class. It's the same crap over and over again. And to think people or the government might be poisoning our kids, they're pushing experimental medication on children. Clown world. It's beyond. It's evil stuff. And if you look at, again, watch the real, the, the real Anthony Fauci documentary. I mean, just the amount of medicines pushed on children is horrific. There's reasons people have these these thoughts, but mainstream and groups like Fact and stuff don't really want to discuss it. What they'll do is they'll set up straw man stuff in the media, as we know, and discuss from that angle. And if you believe that, you're going to do bad stuff. That's, that's the problem, right? It's not about policy debates. Thanks, Stephen. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never felt... I think our responsibility yeah. is the effort to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And, I, we, you know, we are called broadcasters, and yeah. broad means everyone. But there are some people that I've never felt it harder to get to. And I don't... And we have to have this discussion about what we do. <laughs> so the, the, the real problem, like, I've been reading about deradicalisation, it's a one-on-one thing. Yeah. And that, so government doesn't go, hi, John, we've come to talk <laughs> to you about <laughs> your... <laughs> Don't go yet, Stephen. Yeah. We're still... We're still oh, God. God. Man, I'm so relaxed. <laughs> Tribute. Uh, it's all fun and games on mainstream media when you're, when you're uh, pushing the same the same narrative and viewpoint as, as each other, isn't it? But he's joking there about the government coming to your door and speaking to you one-on-one. Now, uh, was it Hipkins? One of our uh, Baltimore virus ministers, uh, part of the, the group, said to the camera that we'll be coming around and knocking on people's doors. Now, that didn't happen, although text messages and phone calls were certainly made from health authorities. Uh, that's not okay. And you can say, and then John says here, John Campbell, the uh, news presenter, says... I don't even know how to talk to these people anymore or communicate with them. You don't allow the conversation in the first place on TV. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I, if somebody came to you and actually want to, like, if you want to sit down and actually have a conversation, John, about why these people had problems with being with forced mandates and all that kind of thing, I mean, you're more than welcome to come on this show and have a discussion. Uh, it's just beyond me. It's beyond me that you... You can't hear the problems about pushing experimental medication, QR code, the, the scanning in, the tracking of people, forcing people to wear masks. No evidence that any of that works anyway. So why is it being done and why did it continue to be done? And the economy was absolutely crushed. Although as it, as it, as it happens in, in socialist, communist systems, we, <laughs> the big players, they didn't, they didn't suffer. They, they were perfectly fine. In fact, one of the local supermarkets here just built a new supermarket after the, the lockdowns. They made a nice bundle of cash, apparently, but they built a whole new modern supermarket because the big supermarkets shut down, but the small butchers weren't allowed to stay open, the small bakeries, the small suppliers of uh, vegetables and whatnot. I mean, they could, some of them had the ability to deliver to our to our doors and things like that, but for the most part, a lot of them 
suffered horrendously. In fact, one of the bakeries here now doesn't even open Monday, Tuesday because they don't have the staff. So that's another problem is staffing issues. I don't know where everybody's gone. There you go. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of problems. So I just wanted to bring this up. This is fact, Aotearoa. And so tomorrow I'm going to go into the hate speech, uh, the, the, the new push for it. And they want to do it before the next election, which is, which is next November. So one year um, from now is our next election. But yeah, anyway, I just thought that was a fascinating little video. And I didn't see it at the time. So maybe John's right there to... You know, I don't really want to watch a lot of this sort of stuff, uh, Mr. Campbell, for that reason, because I watched that. And looking back at the time, I probably would have been more angry than I am now about it. But looking back, it's funnier than what it probably would have been back then. It's still not good. And it's still showing you that how are we going to solve this problem? And this is why they have groups like this. Again, a ground movement, a volunteer group that's on the news. But I don't remember seeing... Maybe like groups like Voices for Freedom, and the possibly the like the Taxpayers Union, and there's another one. I think there's a group now about uh, free speech in New Zealand as well. I don't see a lot of those sorts of people on the news, or at least having open conversations about it. Anyway, so this leads directly into uh, tomorrow tomorrow's episode. Um, I'll label it. You'll you'll know. You'll see the title. It'll be something to do with speech. So this this video leads directly into that. I've gone on long enough, I think. So I'm going to do a separate episode on the Halloween stuff. And it won't be It'll be about a 10 minute video, I guess, on Halloween. And I'll release that today as well. So you get, oh, you get two episodes. Aren't you lucky? Two episodes in a day. But I'll leave it there for now. And thank you for listening to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary comedy conversation please remember to subscribe like share comment send your gold send your silver all very much appreciated but i will talk to you again in the next one